Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast, episode number 11. Welcome to the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast, the show that takes a look at the hottest relationship drama on television. Sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello, and welcome back to the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast. I am Stephanie Ravenscraft. I'm joined by my husband. Say hello. Hello. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's club. Kim is unable to join us this evening because she's very ill, and um, I told her to take the night off rather than push it and try to stay up to record this. Yeah, we're, our thoughts and prayers are with Kim. Absolutely. Get she's well soon. Feeling kind of icky there. So, um, anyway, we're starting 15 minutes early. You know that, right? I'm sorry. That's okay. I wanted to get in bed early tonight. I can tell, but you kind of should have talked to me about that. I since, am so you know, sorry. You have no creative rights here. Do we have any idea what the name of that title, uh, the title of that episode was? Um, I did, but now that you ask me, I don't remember. It, it has to have something to do great. with history. Hold on, go, go ahead and talk about it for a second. It, I thought it was an absolutely great episode. Um... I I love just about everything about it. I even I even love the interaction between um George and Izzy even though I don't agree with it. I will and I'll talk about that more, you know, when I have somebody to talk to because you're kind of not paying attention to me right now. Um anyway, I think that I want to start off with the whole um um darn it, what's his name? Oh, Barlow, Christina Burke thing. Okay. I absolutely loved that. I thought that it was so, such creative writing. It was so entertaining. It was um, absolutely hilarious when they're standing in the patient's room and she's all, you know, coddling all over Preston. And it, it was just so funny. And and especially, especially when Burke asked, what was what was that? What was that? That was my smug, passive-aggressive, slimy ex-boyfriend trying to show me I picked the wrong guy. And she showed him that she absolutely did not pick the wrong guy. And I think that towards, um, or there at the end, the last scene between Christina and Colin, um, he says to her, um, I'm going home, um... Why should I come out here and take a job that's beneath me? Which, he's a very arrogant man. He is an arrogant man. He gets on my nerves. He got on my nerves from the beginning. Anyway, um, take a job that's beneath me so that I could be close to a woman who doesn't exist anymore. And you said... That is the best compliment he could have ever given Christina. I think so. Because I think that especially after um, the whole Izzy Denny you know, um, thing at the end of season two and then early in, well, no, it it was in the, it was at the end of season two when we saw, um, the chief doing the, um, interrogations when he's trying to find out who, um, actually cut that. The LVAT? Yeah. When it was actually cut that. Okay. So, um, Christina says, you know, teach me how to have that edge. I used to have it and I don't. And, um, he told her to leave that he was not going to make her be less human than what she had learned how to be. 
And so I really think that that's the best compliment that Colin could have given her because um, I think she's starting to take pride in her changes. I, I don't, I mean, I don't think she's necessarily ready to take pride in them. I think she was. When she was brushing her teeth there at the end, I think that she is accepting who she is. I think she was contemplating who she is. She was contemplating who she is when she was... Okay, go ahead. Tell me what you want to tell me. No, I was was just going to say that, you know... Um, that that she was contemplating it. I I think that in even the voiceover, it's like, or we have the you know we you know we have the we could go back to the way things were, or we can be somebody. We can do something new. We can move we, forward. We can move forward, and I think that she was contemplating that, and and I think she will move forward. I think he I think he was right on that that she is a different person. Well, see, I think that she was contemplating that before this day happened. I think that the efforts that she went through to the efforts that she went through to prove to Colin that Burke was the right man for her was her contemplating. I don't And at see, the end of the day, I think that she is accepting who she is. Okay, I I saw her with a little bit of that intention, but I also saw the I don't want him to be right. I want to be right. Kind of, you know, the whole, it's like, listen, you're going to have to put up with me for being, you're going to have to put up with me being nice for a while. Okay. And then she, <laughs> right. and then he goes, oh, I think I might like that. He says, shut up. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I think that there was that. However, however, she said something wonderful and I don't know if I wrote it down. She said, when? some, she said, oh, here goes. I learned that sometimes you have to think of other people. Yeah. That's that's the moment. It was the end. It was it was when she did ask him a question just to boost his ego a bit. It was at that moment and when she was called to the table on it. When Colin called her to the table and says, "Listen, you knew the answer to that. You know how you, you where's the old Christian? It's like, "Listen, I've learned that every now and then you've got to think of other people first. That was that was the that was the change. I, and that's I, why I think the contemplating is over. Well, uh, I and agree. the accepting is beginning. Okay, I I will agree with you. Thank you. Okay. So that that was fun. That that was a very fun part that of the was, episode. That was a great part of this episode. It was fantastic. It was m- magnificent writing and well acted. I just I loved that part of Can this episode. Can I tell episode. you another fun part of this episode? What was another fun part? Chief Weber playing the wingman. <laughs> I totally love that. The the chick got into the elevator and she's like, Nice sweater. He's like, My wife. My ex wife. <laughs> well, my ex wife. I'm I'm a It's amicable. <laughs> yeah. What do you say? I'm a I'm a I, I don't know. I'm a nice guy or something. Something like that. <laughs> that was funny. Um seeing the chief kind of dating is weird. No, what's weird is seeing chief, the chief and Mark Sloan as a team. Well, that's I didn't weird. get that. I didn't get that because they don't work well together. I mean, obviously I, That's what I'm saying. That's and burn. So um well, that time it did. But um Let's see. Where does that? So I, I was just saying. I, okay. I, I really and you know this. It wasn't a huge 
part of the episode, the whole no, chief wasn't. trying yeah. to learn how to. It wasn't. But I did like how the episode that how that theme or that that story kind of ended in the episode. Mm-hmm. I I'm gonna ask somebody out there to t- kind of tell us what did that girl say? I had, you know, I I was it, she's. Yeah, it's on our way home from something class, but I, I mean, did not he like catch freaked what out. She, he and did. I, couldn't I did understand not catch what, what she said. We went back and listened to it several times. Bio and, class. Okay. So, so I biology, I guess, is. I mean, yeah. maybe she was just really, 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 really young. Oh, he and realized I, that she's in college. Okay. That's, I think he realized she's a student. Well, that makes maybe sense. she was a non-traditional student that just looked young. Mm, probably not. Okay. Well, she was young and attractive. I would say if I was retired and my wife had left me, I would maybe go out with her. So I don't know. <laughs> Oh, oh my horrible. goodness! Okay, let's so, bring in Chef Mark. He wants to comment on this okay. one particular part. Uh, <laughs> Chef Mark, you're on the line with us. Hey guys, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. I love that scene where where you were just talking about where the chief is in the elevator and the woman says, "Oh, you know, night sweater," and then he fumbles all over himself. It reminded me of that scene in the movie Swingers, where uh, he you know he gets the girl's number. And then the next day he calls her and then he, and he messes up the phone call and he calls again and he calls six or seven more times in a row, basically giving out his whole life history of having just been in a relationship and blah, blah, blah. And then finally the last thing you hear, she picks up, she says, don't ever call me again. Click. <laughs> you, you know what? I just remembered when Mark's like, that, that didn't go so bad. And he's like, dude, she pressed the, she wanted she to go to the fifth. She got off on three. She, she's going to walk up two. She got off on three. She's going to walk up two flights of stairs to that stay away great. from you. Oh, that was good. <laughs> That's one of those cases where you say, uh, your subtext is showing. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So, oh, man. I thought that was a good part of the episode. It was. And um, the other, moving on okay. to uh, another topic. Yeah, go ahead. I really like the, the, the theme of fake mom. I loved Dude, that. Dude, you're going to have I'm to get your re- own fake mom. I don't know if I'm ready to talk about fake mom because there's so much to talk about there. Well, but... Let's go ahead. Yes, let's go ahead. Let's talk about Um, fake mom. I can't be your daughter. I can't be your charity case. Get out of here. I mean, I I really liked the the line. It's like, oh, there you are. Or what was it? I I bumped. Hey, we bumped into again. It's like, Uh, yeah, again. Again. (laughs) (laughs) Or something like that. It was was good. Uh, Much better than close recollection and retelling of the story. When she came to visit her at the hospital? Yes. Okay. You remember, you know you, what I'm talking about. again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Twice so, in one day. Twi- that was it. Thank Twice you. Twice in one day. Twice in one day. I've had those moments. I've had, with my parents, I've had twice in one day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, moving right along. So. So what do you think about this scenario? I mean, I do think that, what's her, what's the. Susan. S- Susan. I think Susan was pushing it I think bit. fake mom suits her. I just think that's a great, I don't know, Meredith was being very witty when she said fake mom. They did. Go ahead. I I, I think that they really saved her as a character for me in this episode with the ending, with her. Okay. Her, you know, when I understood that her desire was to apologize Mm -hmm. for maybe taking a part in keeping her father out of her life. I think the she probably wanted to say something when she bought groceries a week ago, 
She probably wanted to say something. Well, she this said, morning. "I've been, I've been building this up for a while. I finally got the courage to say this. Now it's cold out here. Let me in so I can say it." Maybe that's where I subconsciously picked up on the theme that maybe she's been trying to say it for a while. <laughs> yeah, duh. So, um, I I really like this, and I really um, being, um, being, I have um, I have. I'm sorry. Go. Ahead. I'm so really sorry. I'm really working here. <laughs> Be nice to me. Gotcha. Okay. I have a stepmom. Yes, you do. And um, we, she, she's actually, you know, my dad's third wife. So I was quite older when, when they got married. I was still at home, but I, I was a teenager. And for a long time, we tiptoed around each other because I already had a mom. So she wasn't there to take the place of my mom. And I was still technically a child so she wasn't there to be my friend so for a long time we just didn't really know what our relationship should be are you listening to me no nope. because i could seriously kick you right now <laughs> i'm sorry um i know the story though so <laughs> I, I, I know you do but i need you to follow along okay. i'm following along okay so i get i get this with, with meredith and um being that her, meredith's mom just died She's still going through, you know, a lot of that emotion, even though she says she's fine. But um, Susan coming in, she doesn't want to replace her mom. Uh, yeah. And she doesn't need to be a disciplinary, you know, because obviously Meredith's an adult, so she doesn't need to be a, discipline, a disciplinarian in her life. She just wants to be her friend. But then she doesn't know. She doesn't really know how to be a friend without being a mom. Right? Are, are you following? I, I understand me? that, but so, I don't understand. I I don't understand how all of a sudden she has the right to be a friend without some sort of invitation. I mean, after all, well, she, she was extremely selfish as a young married person to her fa- to her father, who kept her father from participating in her life. For fear that... And she spoke for, up to that fact. I know, but the fact that she continued to push herself, I think that 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 perhaps that's something that could have come later, or come, could have come in a different way. Uh, but she seemed to be... I mean, you just show up and bring... You, you don't just show up and bring groceries. You know, you, you... I don't know. If you're working with someone like Meredith who is never going to take a step to reach out... Yeah. You can force yourself in. Okay. You think so? On TV, yes. Okay. <laughs> um but I love that at the I mean I just she was to me Susan was constantly trying to reach out and to make that connection. She just didn't know how. So it did very much come off, you know, um stalkerish. But I love at the end when she just laid it on the line and said, you know, part of it's my fault and I need to apologize for that. And I need, you know, for Susan, she needs to be part of Meredith's life now. So she wants Meredith to open up and say, 
and say yes. I, but I think that she's selfish. For, I, I, she Probably. She wants to be a part of Meredith's life for selfish reasons. Yes. So she can feel better about that. herself. I didn't say that she didn't want to. Okay. I know you didn't, but I'm okay. just saying that she, I, that's I what I believe. But that, I and, think and that... And being that, selfish that, is not what I think earns somebody the right to be a friend. I think that she apologized because she, so, she feels bad. Okay. Well, anyway... I would like to see this relationship grow. And I think that now it, they've come to a point where it can. Yeah. and But at the same time, I'm going to argue against my point. Okay. That she's being... I love to listen to you argue against yourself. It's so, you know, <laughs> because, retarded. Because it's not retarded. <laughs> Go ahead. What? Uh, it, it's also... It could be that she is doing this not so much only for her own selfish gain of feeling better for herself, but she could be doing this for for perhaps what she has done to her husband she she wants her husband she wants I, her she husband really to be involved wants, in his daughter's life absolutely and she needs to go and reconcile this relationship she needs because to it's be, her fault right because and thatcher so, doesn't know how to reach out and meredith doesn't know how to reach out so susan needs to read the bridge between the two I gotcha. Well, if you would have let me talk long enough, I could have said that a long time ago. Okay. So, talking about Meredith, so I love she that. seems to be a little stumbling block in the way of the path to the chiefhood. He is getting on my nerves. Who, Derek? Yes. Okay, why? He is getting on my nerves. He because just wants the vote. What, what? Wasn't it just a couple weeks ago that he said, I'll show up? It was just a couple weeks ago. Well. In television time. He didn't show up. He didn't even answer his phone. Yeah, what's up with that? That was ridiculous. That it, It's just wrong. You cannot, you know, you can't be sitting in the hallway crying, I can't live without this person, one moment, and then Chef, this complicates things. Chef Mark is the greatest nickname writer of all time. He needs to be hired. I don't have my glasses on. Read Mc, it to me. McTrader. McTrader. Absolutely. He is a great nickname writer. We have, we have coined a couple nicknames here. There is McSmurphy. Mick Murderer yes. and Mick Trader. Three Grey's nicknames here from the Grey's Anatomy I'm fan podcast. I'm telling you what, if he chooses being chief over being with Meredith, he's Mick Stupid. Because well, life according to Bailey says that's all wrong. It is all wrong because Bailey knows better. You know, all of this means nothing if you're alone. Absolutely. That's what Yoda and I that's mean, all- Bailey says. <laughs> Mick Yoda. <laughs> Only he would, we'd have to say, alone you will be if all of this is nothing. I don't know how about it. I'd have to have Chef Mark write that out for me. I'm, uh-huh. Mark, can you can uh-huh. you give me a Yoda-ism for Bailey? So anyway. I could if I wasn't so tired. I know. You know, after I watched Star Wars, I walked around for days talking in Yoda. Do you really? I do. It's really kind of annoying. Okay. Anyway, I find it fun. My kids think it's funny. Anyway, um, there's one other, and the chief is wrong. Just because he ended up being alone doesn't mean that because his wife was a stay-at-home person, she didn't have any kids. She didn't, from what we know, she didn't have a job. She just sat at home waiting for him. But Meredith is her own person. She has a job. She likes her job. What are you reading? I don't. It says. If the chief position position you or let's see, if take the chief position you do with Meredith, you will be not. <laughs> Good job. Thank you, Chef Mark. Good job. Right. That's awesome. 
I so, love Yoda. I absolutely. And you Chef can Mark. you cannot take his you can, cannot, Chief cannot take absolutely. his mistakes and say that everybody that fills this position will make the same wrong mistakes absolutely. I've made in my life. And what what he said to Derek was, I promised Ellis that I would take care of her daughter. I promised her that I would watch out for Meredith. And this is not what Ellis would want for Meredith. Because Ellis never figured out how to have it all. Right. She could only have one or the other. And I think that she would really want Meredith to go. Well, didn't she even say it in the little passageway, you know? Um she said that you know you're anything but ordinary and i think that those words to meredith mean that she could do anything absolutely and if meredith wants derek and to be a surgeon she's gonna make it work and if derek wants meredith and to be chief he's gonna make it work i look at burke and christina they make it work. They make it work. You know, and, in and their funny little quirky, quirky little way, little way, they make it work. And I, it's because she sits on top of him naked quite a bit. Yeah. So, and he repays her with lots of surgeries. <laughs> All righty. So what else? Oh, I know what else. What? Jane Doe. Jane Doe. I will tell you. I you guys have fought me on this. This episode. I believe is conclusive proof that Alex had fallen for Jane Doe. This isn't no brother sisterly love kind of thing going on there. She even picked up on it. She goes, "How pathetic is it that this is the that I'm the best you can do?" I mean, even she picked up on the fact that you want to keep me for yourself. Or does I, he just not want her to get hurt? Well, I think that's it, but but I but when he was very protective of her, when they says, oh, well, we can take her because home, Because she's right? been laying in that bed waiting for a family for months. Yeah. And the first, I mean, the first bite's never a catch, you know? The it, first it was bites. crazy to think that the first call, the first notification, uh, okay. uh, recog- um, recognizing the picture off the news was going to be her family. I mean, that's crazy. There's going to be dozens of people out there who have a daughter who has that color hair, who... Do you know what I mean? Who has that, those tonsils taken out. I, I don't know. I, I know. How many of them have a missing daughter that's been I'd missing the that only was on thing, the ferry boat that was pregnant? Well, they I, don't know I, where their daughter was. I personally... They don't know where their daughter oh, was. okay. I didn't pick up on that. I personally believed for a moment, and, and I, I, I guess the end of the episode kind of twisted what I thought, but I believed for a moment that the mom didn't want that to be her daughter. But that, I told you. I know you told me. From and, the very beginning. You know, so so by the end of the episode, I believe that they were not the right people, that that, that they did pick the wrong daughter, that, that or that that wasn't their daughter. Anyway, but I mean, I just, I really feel that Alex had fallen for her. And okay. even Chef Mark put in here that, that Shannon or whatever her fake name Ava. is, Ava, I he says she's a McDen- McDenny. McDenny. She's a McDenny. <laughs> Which takes what us. What would our world be without Mark? I mean, seriously. I, life would be boring without It'd Chef be Mark, McBoring. wouldn't it? It would be McBoring. <laughs> 
All right. So, oh, and the only other thing I wanted to say but is that... But you brought up daughter, so we should probably talk about Izzy and her daughter. I, because we, I know that you don't like Izzy, but I really loved exploring the story. I did, too. I liked the story, and, and there was something I'll bring into that. But before I go, bef- just one moment before we leave uh, Jane Doe. Have, okay. Have, I mean, let's put it this way. If, if, okay, w- work with me here. If those parents would have lost their daughter and there was some suspicion that this girl was their daughter and she was found as a pile of ashes and a burned building, they would be able to do some sort of dental record test or something else. Well, not if she was a pile of ashes. Okay, but (laughs) if if she had died of smoke inhalation inhalation and what have you, and she was... DNA. DNA, there would have been... Uh, there would have been dental records. There's all kinds of things. It, it's not just, okay, well, she has her tonsils taken out. Right. That's her color hair. And it's kind of- and I think that's what Alex was saying in the beginning. I think you he just to do can't. More tests. Absolutely. You just can't, you know, hope that the first call is, is really your, your family. Gotcha. So, I mean, I, now the thing is, I'm not one. Okay. So, yeah, I am one to point out inconsistencies, but I am. Starting to, as Mark, Chef Mark would say, I'm starting to understand the world in which Grey's Anatomy lives in, okay. and so we're just going to move right along. Not a big deal. Okay. So they have... Ner- or doctors how many and, How many notes did you have on that section? Just a little bit. Oh, because you were marking, no- marking, marking. I know. <laughs> my, my, my notes go all over. So, yes, talk about, let's talk about McMurderer going to, uh, to uh, confession. I yes, I I want to say that I at least she was all over that rosary in the yeah. beginning. She, she was. was. She's a I could pray this thing until I turn into Mary. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, but I I but I will say I want to say this: if there's anything that the writers of this show could do to help me have any sort of sympathy whatsoever for a character such as Izzy McMurderer. It would be to have her go to confession. I, I well, she did because I don't think that anybody is too far gone to go to, before God and to say I've made mistakes. And the fact that she went to say, and, and the fact that she felt the grief and the the error of her ways in such a way that it drove her to seek out forgiveness from God. That to me said a lot about Izzy's character. More than anything else, I, and it's the first, it's the first sign of her being a human that I've seen so far in Grey's Anatomy, and and I just wanted to point that out. And um, okay. I, I thought she was very human in this episode. I, I speaking did, as a mother. Yes. Well, now I've never given up my child, but I can understand the fear of losing them. And I think not knowing them would make it even more heart-wrenching, I think. Am I making... Yeah. Okay. But, um, and I think, I, I just, when uh, when she's sitting in the hallway with Bailey, waiting for um, Hannah's parents to come out and tell her whether Hannah wanted to meet her or not, and when they came up and they said she's just too tired and... Um, 
I just, I really felt her pain. Are you listening to yes, me? Yes, I'm listening to I you. I really wanted, I really wanted her to have that moment. Um, no matter how much I don't really like what's going on with her right now, I really wanted her to be able to have that moment. Right. And, um, but, uh, I, I, I enjoyed that storyline and I, I hope that they don't just drop it there. I hope that they explore that Oh, they that can't further. drop that. I mean, she's going to, she's going to kidnap her daughter and, and she's going to so. pull her plugs and. I don't She's going to so. take out her liver and put in her another somebody else's See, liver but, that she steals. But no, I really think that her watching Hannah from the window could be them closing up that story. I, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I, I, it could I think, be. I hope it's not. Yeah, the only way they close up that story is if they got rid of Izzy off the show altogether, which okay. would be great, but there's two... There, there's going to be, and we need to talk about her and George for just a moment. But first, we need to go to Maggie. Maggie, what do you got to add to the conversation here? Hello, Maggie. It says Maggie's talking. You know what? Watch this. Hold on, Maggie. <laughs> Hold on, Maggie, while Cliff unmutes you. Cliff, Cliff has now unmuted you. So, Maggie, now what Could do you, you have to repeat? say? Could you please repeat? Okay. Well, first of all, Cliff, she's not going to kidnap her and cut her Elvad wire because she has learned from her mistakes. I think. I hope. <laughs> we, we hope so. Everything that we say about Izzy is followed by, we hope. We hope. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked, her do- I liked that her daughter was there. Um, I think the producers had hinted earlier in the season. That I really thought that the Ab- Abigail Breslin character was her daughter for a while, but I'm proven wrong tonight. But I really liked that. I did, so. too. I did, too. Really hopefully, hopefully, we see more of her. I yeah. think I think that would be excellent if if they brought this in as as an ongoing thing because I I really felt that it was not tied up well with the whole idea of her daughter doesn't want to see her and I think that there was some foreshadowing of the writers when Bailey actually said, "Listen, you have to you have to do the transplant because if if you want her to want to see you, she's got to she's got to live to be able to want that right." And and I think that that was the writer saying that there's more of this to come. Absolutely. You know, you, you, I'll agree with you. You know that she's here. She's this close. One day she's going to want to see you and you're going to want to be, you, you want her to be there for that. So right. I, I, I think that this is an ongoing character situation here. Now, um, going back to the, the, the situation for which uh, Izzy went to confession for, I, I mean, went and got a do-over. Uh, card for she did call it a do over. Um, her and and George uh, made a mistake, obviously. However, George, uh, what's up with that guy? I I thought I I thought I disliked Izzy. I tell you, I what, dislike George jo- completely. George, there is nothing that he can do to redeem himself right now. I is well that see the, I hate to say there's nothing. I said right now. Okay, right now. There's nothing he right can do now. right now in this previous episode well, that we saw. Well, because it's 10.45 and, there's and no the episode's new... over and it's not on again until next week. So there's, there's nothing, nothing he... he can do right now. There's nothing he can do until next week's episode <laughs> that will redeem him. I spoke correctly. I, you, you, you got it right, babe. So. So, but what, uh, George, okay. Just I under- leave me alone. Just, just back off. Is what he told her in the beginning. You need to just back off. That was harsh. 
Yep. Harsh. And for someone who's supposed to be his best friend, his only person that he can go to. You know, I I understand the dilemma that he's in. He's got I a do. he's got a wife. But he created it. He did. I I agree with you. But there's no reason to have such a sucky method of dealing with relationships as George does. He encouraged Izzy's dependence on him. Now, I will tell you He encouraged that. He did. But I will tell you that unfortunately, I disagree with the idea of a husband having a best friend that's a female. I, well, I, I said that weeks ago. We, we've had oh, that my discussion, goodness. right? I so... We've had that, right? But so, they weren't married when they were friends initially. I, I know that. But now that they're married, now, I think the friendship, not... the friendship should kind of be put on ice a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Casual friends, maybe, but not not the friends in the... Well, obviously not in the friends that they're friends. Wait, they're mm-hmm. friends. With benefits? How Exactly. So here's the situation, though. At the end, I was totally angry. I know, was I don't, so mad. I don't think there was... I mean, I think that there is something wrong with, with the fact that he spent so much time with Izzy. Uh-huh. But as a friend, I understand it. I was so mad at but him for he stalking did, her, hunting her down. Well, I wasn't mad about after that. He to- after he told her to go away and... Well, he felt bad. Well, I don't he, care. I was afraid he was stalking her, unfortunately. Bailey was right being on. Afraid Did she, she ask for you? Are you her husband? It's none of your business. It, Bailey was right on. Exactly. What is up with her acting like he's, you know, he's he acted like, as if... Absolutely. He, I'm her husband, darn it. That's like, how no, he acted. No, you're not. He certainly, he didn't say the words, but he acted it out. And it's like, I'm sorry, but you have a wife. And this isn't her. And I was so angry at the end of the episode when he lied to his wife. Oh, oh, there is no way. I don't, I don't, I don't care how many episodes you got left. You ain't redeeming that one for me. No, he lied to his wife. He did not need to lie to his wife. No, he didn't. He needed to tell the truth to his wife. His wife, very rightfully so, I don't care what would have been and should have been angry. Or uh, whether she would have or should have, with human nature, she should have been angry, mm-hmm. okay, and jealous. However, that's something she would need to deal with. But now he's lied to her. That is unacceptable. Absolutely. I am. I. I do not like George. And Chef Mark, what do you got to add to the conversation? Oh, wait. Uh, well, first of all, Cliff, we're we're running out of characters here on you. you- <laughs> we were talking about that, Stephanie. Who do I like? The only character you're gonna like is that guy from the bar, you know, Joe. <laughs> no, we we were talking about this, and I I said there are some people I like. I like Preston Burke. You like Preston, and you like Christina, and that's I, it. I, no, did I say I like Christina? I don't well, remember. Christina, she has her morals. I mean, you know, if if Cliff's gonna be the moral police, oh, maybe know. it was just she Preston. There was no ethical no, ethical I, choices, but. But no, it's funny that speaking of ethics, I think I was I just wrote in the chat, this whole hospital is gonna get shut down on HIPAA violations. <laughs> I mean you know, this is this is what proves that it really is a relationship soap opera and not a medical drama. Because it's like people are are sharing each other uh patients uh confidential information left and right. Yes. You know, all over the place and, and the way that, you know, they completely uh avoid uh of what is the word? Uh Avert procedure. It's not that's not the word. You know, they they they, they don't follow procedure. You know, and it's like, and it's, it's all for the sake of the drama. But it's hilarious. It's like if this were a real hospital, it would have been shut down. There would be a huge 
scandal in a congressional hearing. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. There, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> but yet they're the foremost hospital with the, you know, they're the right. best it's out a there. Hospital. This is a teaching hospital. <laughs> this is a teaching hospital. <laughs> I ain't teaching very well. I, you know what makes me angry though, and and you know you're right, Mark. I, I mean, because I went into to this with open eyes and uh, is open eyes, open minded. I went into this open minded, <laughs> my the eyes to my mind. I went, I went, I went into this open minded, saying, and now I come to you with open arms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Mark. So um, I came into this open-minded saying, I'm, I'm going to try to like this show. And and you know what? I am running out of characters to like. I do like Bailey. I, that was it. It was that, Bailey and Burke. It's Bailey and I like Burke. Both of those two but people. See, that's what you need to shift your focus. You're too busy judging them I'm and not, not destroying yourself. It's not that I'm judging them. I, <laughs> yes, it is. I am judging them. <laughs> But I'm judging them on based upon what I think that this show should be, and and I guess that's what's wrong. So here's <laughs> here's the thing. What, what, your name your name isn't Shonda Rhimes. Is no, it? it's not. No, it's not Shonda. I am sorry, but if you're listening, there is just the show's going downhill for me. Oh, goodness gracious! I'm just gonna have to start watching it by myself again. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I'm in this for the long haul. I know. I'm going to show up. <laughs> okay. Unless, Unless it gets it, you're up for another position. Exactly. Absolutely. Unless he's going to get a promotion, then he's out of here. <laughs> Arr, uh, so, Derek. Yeah. All right. I'm not going back there. <laughs> okay. So here, here's the situation. We had. Um, but okay. Here's one thing that made me really mad about George and Izzy before we move on. Okay. Because it, I mean, it made me irate that he lied to Callie because yeah. there was no need to lie to Callie. What? That's the thing. There was no need to lie. There there was no need. But right there at the end when... Um, he's pulling up her pants? Yeah, well, that was just <laughs> retarded. So he's helping her put her pants on. I really, I thought Callie was going to walk in and that would have been a classic. Classic. But she didn't. And Izzy says, you know, I, I can't do this. Without you being, you know, without you being my friend, I I cannot live without y- your friendship. Pretty much, and he turns around and walks out I of the can't room. Live if is I will kick you, you, and you know it. I will kick you, and I will kick you hard. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Shoot. <laughs> oh, he turned around and walked out of the room. He walked out. Oh, no, wait, wait. He what says, a total no, creep. No, I'm going to go get an order- orderly to take you downstairs. You understand, don't you? What a total <laughs> creep. He totally, he stalked her and hunted her down all day, all day, and then just leaves her? And oh. then just leaves her? But like a dirty ex-mistress. He <laughs> Like a dirty ex-mistress. And, you know, it's just, you can't. George needs to make up his mind because, you know, no matter how hard he tries, he can't have his cake and eat it, too. He just can't. It's working for him so far. Actually, but, but right I, now, he's kind of like he's having a brownie and a Rice Krispie treat because <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he can't make up his mind, you know? Oh, gosh. I, I'll tell you what. Neither one of them are good for him, but... 
I don't know. I, They're both I, so I think indulgent. Ca- Callie had the opportunity to be good for him, but the thing is, is I'm reserving all judgment on Callie until I see the rest of the beginning of season three because the fact that she was sleeping with Mark Stone, I don't only know one how. Time. Is it only okay? So I, I still need to know what that situation was okay. about. That's the only thing that I'm in the dark about so far is the early part of season three. And so uh, once Maybe I fill, we'll finish that up. Once I fill in the gap, let's see if I still like Bailey. <laughs> You'll still like Bailey. No, I still, Bailey, you will Bailey, still like Bailey. Bailey had some of my favorite lines tonight. She, just, she was great. She was just like, you know, I, I know you didn't just demand me to do You something. did not demand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I love Bailey. One of the things is, is that we're the Grey's Anatomy fan podcast. And that's just one other thing. Well, we are okay. So we okay. are the Grey's Anatomy fan podcast, Stephanie. Correct. And you know, there's already an official Grey's Anatomy podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, I and and so why have a Grey's Anatomy fan podcast? Here's two reasons. Number one, our audio quality is far superior to that of any audio quality pro- from the American pod- Broadcasting Company. Exactly. I don't know where they spend all their money. But it certainly is not in audio quality engineering over at the ABC studios. So that that's one reason. I think reason. they're in a broom closet. Something. And okay, number two. I love I love that because that's where I get some of the best information is mm-hmm. from. So even though it has a horrible sound, I still listen because oh yeah, that's they have where you content. Get, yeah, that's where you get your good. You know. And, um, you get the insight into you get the why they the behind the stuff exactly, you know? and I why think that's cool. Why they do what they do, and, and and so there's a place for that. But there's there's one thing that there is no place for in the official ABC Grey's Anatomy, Grey's Anatomy podcast. You know what that is? Listener feedback. There is no, there is absolutely no place for Mark Tafoya to come in and share his thoughts. <laughs> absolutely, or Maggie. Or Stephanie, or Cliff, or anybody else for that matter. Stephanie, or Stephanie, <laughs> like you, like you or Kim, or don't, Kim. Don't, don't oh leave yes, Kim out. I, I mean, know. Hello. I forgot you're, she's you're sick tonight. Sitting but in for her. I am sitting you're in. This is not my chair. I understand. Okay, but here's some more audio feedback. You that, give him a little, and you know, give I him know. an inch. Look and out, takes Kim. a mile. He's... You better watch out. Here we go. Check this out. Hey, Stephanie and Kim and Cliff, if you're listening. I'm listening. Spread from Long Island. Um, unfortunately, I never watched Grey's Anatomy, so I really haven't been following your podcast. However, there is a show which I never miss in addition to Lost, which is Best Week Ever on VH1. It's a great show for pop culture fans like myself. But anyway, they had a Grey's Anatomy segment a few weeks back. I had some computer problems, so I was unable to provide it to you until today. I know it's a little dated. But I hope you guys enjoy it, and I enjoy all your other podcasts, so please excuse me for not uh, following along with this one, but if you play this clip, I promise to listen this week. Anyway, talk to you guys soon. <laughs> Bye. Here, here's the clip. Okay. Starting, I think, soon. in just one second. Terrible, terrible actress. At least that judge was trying to help. 
isn't just me, or do you think the doctors on Grey's Anatomy spend a lot of time trying to cure each other instead of, oh, say, the hundreds of horribly injured fairy disaster victims littering the halls of their hospital? Jeez! So the doctors on Grey's Anatomy have saved each other's lives before, but for the past three episodes, every doctor at Seattle Grace has worked round the clock to save Meredith, which was ambitious, considering she was a dead person. So there's this big ferry boat crash down by the docks, and all the doctors go down there to do what they do best, save lives. During the ferry disaster, Meredith just falls in the water. (laughs) And she just lets herself sink to the bottom. I mean, she's annoying and helpless even when she's drowning. I don't like it this See? It's a stereotype. And we learned this during Black History Month. All white people can't swim. And then McDreamy is around helping everybody, helping right, everybody. Right, right. And then he realizes that Meredith is gone. So what does he do? He stops helping people. Yeah. He's like, hold that. Hold your heart. Yes. Keep doing this. Yeah, Keep yeah. doing this. I'll be right back. My girlfriend missing. Yeah, I got to go <laughs> get my one band. <laughs> so McDreamy rushes Meredith to an ambulance and probably kicks out another patient, you know, to get her there as fast as possible. Because, let's face it, that other patient probably wasn't very good looking. <laughs> when they take Meredith back to the hospital, one by one, all the other doctors are getting pages about Meredith and leaving their patients literally on the table to go help Meredith. Dr. Stevens, it's your pager. That's okay, you can wait. I think you want to take this page. You got to take this page. No, you got to take it. She's like, I'm holding somebody's liver. Oh, okay, you're right. <laughs> Come on, let's go, people. All the doctors are rallying around Meredith. How's your temp? Give me a new warm blanket. The temp's still only at 80 degrees. What happened to the hundred people dying over at the ferry? Doctor, 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 we just had that ferry come in with hundreds and hundreds of people who were dying and, and falling apart. Yeah, yeah. But, like, all my friends are over here. We're just going through some right now. Of course, after being dead for the past two episodes, Meredith woke up this week. And she was totally fine. Oh, man. Hey. She's like, oh, hey, what's up, guys? Oh, my God, I was just, like, dead for two episodes. It was totally weird. But what's the gossip? Who's sleeping with who? What I miss? What I miss? What I miss? That's not what she said. She woke up and said, Ouch. My mom's dead. I no, think that's okay. No, she she woke up and <laughs> she said, said, Ouch. But the first sentence that she spoke was, My mom's that dead, isn't she? I think Fred, that's okay. Fred from Long Island, thank, thank you. you so that's much awesome. for sending that in. But as an avid lost, or lost, <laughs> Grace fan, I, w- I would argue with some of those because Alex was helping the the fairy victims he didn't stand around he's like screw this i got other things to do and um derek didn't work on meredith he sat in the hallway most of the time as did mark sloan sat with him but derek did take a small break to go kill ellis gray and um and uh there was one other thing i was gonna say in disagreement to to the clip but anyway it was funny and i enjoyed it that was funny. I, we need some more audio comments like that. And I that. would love for Fred to listen as long as he would stay awake. <laughs> That's an inside <laughs> joke from another podcast from another time. Uh, yeah. Well, anybody so. else in the chat room, if you have anything you'd like to add. Did we cover add, everything? I, I took copious notes this evening. 
in preparation. You did take good notes. Good I job. was lucky enough to know well in advance that I'd be co-hosting with you, so I was able You're welcome to for that. thank you. Uh, and thank you to Kim for allowing me to sit and warm your seat for this evening. I hope she gets better. I do too. We're praying for you and uh, we know that I, I personally know what it's like to, to not be at work and oh man, that's, that's a real bummer. So yeah. anyway. Speaking of not being at work, you're taking off in the morning, right? I don't know. We'll talk about that. So anyway, <laughs> okay. um, yeah, uh, we are going to go ahead and wrap things up and, uh, there's a new episode next week, right, Stephanie? Absolutely. And absolutely. Any idea what's coming up next week? Uh, lots of stuff. Okay, very cool. Um, I I know that Meredith. See, Derek just doesn't answer his phone, so she has to take drastic measures, and she shows up naked in his bed. That's the only clip I saw. Oh, okay. From next week. Gotcha. All right. She's sitting in this. She's like, I'm in your bed naked. You know, kind of like. Well, uh, what are you gonna do about it? Yeah. I have to ask the people who are called, could someone, Mark would know, have they had sex yet since they've been back together? Of course they have. I don't think they have. I think they have. I don't think they would have made a big deal about it, and Mark? I would remember. Christina and Bert? No, 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 no. Meredith oh, and Oh, they have Derek. lots of sex. No, Meredith and oh. Derek. <laughs> um, since they've been they shown them in bed? In well, bed? The, fact but... that he, the, the show started with him in the morning. You know, getting up, having his coffee, and what's her name was in there stocking the groceries, and then Meredith comes in. Oh, good morning. Yeah, I mean, but- you're assuming that you know they got, he got out of bed with her. You know, having slept with her the night before. See, you would think that, but they've shown lots of scenes of them cuddling, and um, I re- several several weeks back. Um, I mean, good. Yeah, I think you're you're watching this like a lost fan. You're reading into every little <laughs> thing that's there and isn't there. So that if they don't show it, it must mean that they didn't do it. I don't think so. I think on this show, you can assume that whoever's sleeping together is sleeping together, unless they, unless they show them fighting. Yeah, because I still disagree. I've... I'll go back and watch because I remember after they got back, after she broke up with Finn, and they had their little moment apart, and um, they had a he sm- specifically wanted to have lots and lots of sex, and she said, "We're going to take it slow," and they took baths together and. They have been sleeping oh, they, in the same bed, but they have not had... That was a while back. That's what yeah. I'm saying. But they have not made Once, a big deal about them sleeping together I, yet. Well, I think that they haven't ba- made a big deal. I think it's more a telltale sign that they haven't made a big deal about them not sleeping together. Okay. Which says that yeah, they Yeah, I think have the writers been. are just so... They're just so busy writing uh, writing storylines where the doctors are going to sleep with the patients that I think it's just, <laughs> you know, they don't have the time. I still, really I think I'm gonna, that. I think I'm gonna be right, and I think that next week when she shows up naked in his bed is gonna be okay. Well, uh, we'll see. And you think they're gonna say they're gonna make a point of saying that this is the first time that they slept together since? Yep, that's what Stephanie's calling it now. Okay, well, it'll be more like that whole Mark and Addison thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it'll be like, oh, well, the thirty days is up. Sixty for Mark. Yeah, it's sixty for Mark. Maggie, you you wanted to say something else before we wind down. I don't think he's gonna make it down? though. He's flirting with the every nurse he can find, oh, trying he, to show the chief how it's done. Man. Wing, nope, he's just being a wingman. That's all. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I, I I agree with Stephanie. I am trying to think, and I don't believe they have. I just rewatched where the boys are, and they just are, are going to get back together because they started over. Oh wait, you probably you guys haven't seen. Sorry, Cliff, you haven't seen that yet. Oh, that's okay. But, he's seen um, parts of where the boys are. And so I was just wondering the same thing. So now I'm gonna have to watch the next one. Yeah. So you'll have to you'll have to tell me if you watch more than like 
How many episodes in season three do you think you'll watch this week, Maggie? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm watching your tweets. You're watching it like crazy. No doubt. I saw you watch Grace more than we do. <laughs> Just in case anybody, I, we don't have. I don't think we've mentioned Twitter on the Grace so. Anatomy fan podcast. Just in case you're wondering, uh, there's this thing called Twitter out there, and the best way to kind of help you understand what Twitter is to, is to go to twittervision.com. You don't have to read anything. Just go to twittervision.com and that will explain to you in three minutes or less exactly what it is just by watching it. <laughs> and then go to twitter.com slash gspn and that will take you to Cliff's Twitter page. And you can start following things that are going on in Cliff's life. And Stephanie is at twitter.com. That's T-W-I-T-T-E-R dot com slash Steph G-S-P-N. S-T-E-P-H-G-S-P-N. And what's cool about Twitter is that um, we basically can uh, answer the question, what are you doing at any moment during the day as often as we'd like? And we have a Generally Speaking Podcast Network listener forum. And in our forum, we have a place where you can discuss Grey's Anatomy, believe it or not, uh, among Lost, obviously. And uh, what we have there is everybody who is a part of the GSPN community who is also on Twitter, uh, you can get their IDs there. And we all follow what's going on in each other's life. The only thing is, is... You know, Chef Mark, I have to ask you a question. I don't think I've seen you on Twitter yet. I was just thinking the same thing. I, I am the only one of my entire circle of friends who is completely and totally addicted to Twitter. I, I, can't, I can't fall victim to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're not on Twitter then, right? I am not, and I, I've just been avoiding it. I mean, believe me, I, when it first came out, you know, a bunch of my buddies got on it, and then you got on it, a bunch of other people, and everyone's on it now. It's like they're having, like, they're using it like I am now, almost. It, you know, people are having these full conversations going, and it's, uh, I just, I can't get involved with that, man. You know, I got too busy. <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might slice a finger while I'm, while I'm working <laughs> if I'm too distracted to quit. Steph- uh, Stephanie, how, how long do you think it is before Mark has a Twitter page? Oh. A, twi- a Twitter ID. I give him, let's see, this is um, April 19th. I will give him until June 1st. He will have a Twitter. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've held out about a month and a half already. I, Mark, I know you have. I it, say, Mark, I say stick to yourself and <laughs> keep your life in order, my friend. Leave it be. Leave it be, my hey, friend. Hey, I'm not, what, you think I'm like Mark Sloan? You think I can't, I can't hold out? <laughs> no, we know you can hold out, Mark. I know you can. I know you can, and I'm saying do because it's 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 addictive. It really is. Even yeah, I am finding I that am. I need to. I need to. But I qu- be posting my tweets all the time, and I need. I want to know when- if I'm away from my tweet bar, then I need to go and read what everybody else has done since the last time I was there. Well, I, I mean, wanna, it's really addictive. I want to know what Chef Mark is fixing for dinner for his clients and. You know, I, I would I'd, like to know some of the things you're fixing. Yeah, for it, it would be awesome for Chef Mark to just post, you know, hey, I'm at a client's place. I'm fixing this dish. And Actually, I, I made an amazing uh, turkey meatloaf today ooh. for my clients. And ooh, I made turkey meatloaf I, sounds I, I really good. It does. Yeah, it was really yummy. And I made a, uh, a red pepper sauce for it. Uh, I, I did roasted, roasted red peppers with garlic and olive oil and I pureed that. Yeah, you're going to email that to me, right? We're going to get that recipe, right? 
sure, yeah. I mean, it's just basically, you know, one of those in your head recipes. But right. yeah, mushrooms, mm-hmm. carrots, and onions. Jot it down the best you can. <laughs> sauce, and ketchup, and all that mm. good stuff. Now, Mark, you, you're <laughs> actually too gonna, late for me to be hungry. Mark, you're going to be filling in somebody else's I shoes. I was going to say. I was just going. I was just going to say that. If you've enjoyed uh, Chef Mark's insights into Grey's Anatomy tonight, check him out tomorrow night on our live Lost podcast because he'll be uh, warming my seat. I will never be able to fill uh, Stephanie's shoes, but hopefully, I can. I can do my best to offer insight. Yeah, and and so people know we're going to be bringing Mark in via Skype, so yep. he'll have a very high be. audio quality, just like. Uh, Kim does when she Absolutely. co-hosts the show with Stephanie. So. so he will be co-hosting in my place ah, tomorrow. Yeah. And, I'm and so hopefully Steve won't be joining in the conversation like he is right now. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. Well, everybody, that's all we have for this week. And uh, we want to thank uh, Chef Mark and Maggie for their input in this week's show. Yeah. We also want to thank uh, the individuals who are signed into the chat room at TalkShoe Live. Just in case you're wondering, uh, of course, our extra tells everybody all about it. But this is recorded live in front of an Internet audience and you can participate with us. And here is our announcer to tell you all about it. Until next week, have a great. We don't have a sign off yet. We need a sign off. We we need it right now. What is the sign off? Um, McLater. I don't know. We'll see you McLater. Until... (laughs) Until next time, we'll see you, Mick, later. Okay. Uh, we'll work we'll on work it. We'll work on it. <laughs> we always say that. The Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast is a production of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. This show was recorded live in front of an internet audience. Internet audience. To learn how you can participate in our live shows, please visit our website at gspn.tv. gspn.tv. Thanks for listening. your own internet talk show check it out at talkshoe.com